Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into our show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. This is your host, Greg Scott. And with me, I've got... Jay Beaverton. And the Irish Giant. Right on. Thanks, buddies. As always, we talk about beards. So beard stuff is kind of a catch-all. It could be anything neckbeard related, which means nerd techie. It can be cigars. It can be shaving tips and how to be clean and hygiene. Shaving what? Tips. Okay, just making sure. Make sure you said tips. I heard, yeah, I heard, I heard something else. <laughs> well, you should keep that nice and clean too. So, yeah. fair enough. All right. Next up, uh, also we do uh, we do brews. So it can be beers. It can be uh, kabuche. It can be anything that's brewed. And then we we, we round it out because as you should with some whiskey slash bourbon. Anyway, so again, we talked about beards, brews, and bourbons, as the name implies. So tonight is it's kind of this culmination of May the 4th, which is a great Star Wars holiday. It's also you know Cinco de Mayo Eve, which is a holiday mm. that I'm not sure why we're celebrating, but we do it anyway here in the U.S. Drinking. Drinking and tacos. And it's Taco Tuesday. And tacos, yes. So I did my fair share, and I, I just wolfed down some uh, fajitas. Not quite tacos, but they're close enough. Do Doritos count? Sure. <laughs> Doritos. Crispy, right? You know. Not, they have nacho in the title on the bag. <laughs> we'll let it pass today. Uh, uh. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So we're going to change the order up around a little bit. Uh, oh, and by the way, again, we're not co-located because this is the COVID-19 series of uh, podcasts and their things a little different. So we're changing up the story a little bit here and we're going to start off with our bourbon drinks. So again, to celebrate May the 4th, Star Wars holiday, I've asked the guys to come up either with themselves or go online and find a Star Wars related cocktail, hopefully relating to bourbon or whiskey. So uh, I think Irish Giant had his ready to, ready to go. So tell us what it is, what's in it, obviously, and how it tastes. I did a like a modified bourbon sour, and uh, I call it the, the Rebel Scum. So you could do any type of whiskey or bourbon whiskey that you want. I'm using Basil Hayden's. Nice. Um, and because it is, and because it's Basil Hayden's you want, well, personally, I want to make sure that I'm not like, you know, sullying it with, you know, just swill, even though the word scum is in the title of my drink. I did a little bit of simple syrup. So, you know, one, one to one, one part sugar, one part uh, water to get you the simple syrup. And I made my own sour mix basically with that so the simple syrup and then lemon juice and then instead of lime juice i did key lime juice Fancy. uh so it comes out it comes out to be a little bit sweeter but the flavor of the citrus kind of to me brings out the flavor of the basil hayden's which is already kind of sweet and it doesn't it doesn't like push the flavor of the whiskey away and the whiskey doesn't overpower the the citrus so so for me you know that was that was my rebel scum if you want to garnish it with some citrus you know you can do that and if you really want to if it's too too sweet you could throw in some bitters i would suppose but that's not my bag so i just like the i just like to keep it simple keep it keep it clean and keep it tasty you rebel scum <laughs> you scruffy nerf herder you rebel scum yeah that sounds that sounds really tasty peter we'll have to uh we'll have to try that next time we're we're all co-located yeah, right on. What about uh, Beaverton here? What you got? I did actually something very similar again, but I'm using rye whiskey. Uh, I'm using okay. uh, Old Forester's rye, which is pretty good actually. Not the price point was about twenty eight, twenty four to twenty eight dollars, which is a pretty good price point on that. And I was feeling kind of frisky, so I bought some moonshine cherries. <laughs> And okay. those will those will knock on your butt because they they are oh, very yeah. very potent stuff. So what I did was I 
I, I use simple syrup like you. Usually I, I muddle sugar cubes, but I didn't do it this time. I was just feeling, I, I just want to drink now. <laughs> I don't feel like working that hard. <laughs> but uh, simple syrup, add the cherries, add the ice, and then the rye whiskey. I do a little bit of a mix just to get the cherries to kind of merge with everything. For some strange reason, my wife brought my wife bought raspberries, so I threw some raspberries in there just for added added sweetness, and it came out pretty well. And as I was sipping it, I was like, you know, this is fancy, and uh, fancy leads to maybe riches. Riches lead to the power, and with power, you get the empire. So I'm going to call it the heroes of the empire. Heroes of the Empire. Right. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to say with with uh, that comes great responsibility, and then just give it a Spider Man name. But no, uh, but that was a good save. We're not. <laughs> uh, actually, if you come to power, then you get the women, and that's Scarface. But that's a whole different, a whole different genre. Oh my movie. God. But yeah, I call it cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Okay. Although, but uh, yeah. no, it'd be kind of cool to see a scar uh, a Scarface Star Wars like reenactment. Scar, Scar Wars. Wars, yeah. Scar Wars. But no, I remember there's a scene from Rogue One where they're like, there's a, I think it's a flashback where it's uh, Krennic and it's, uh, what was the, other, uh, what was uh, her her father's name? Ooh. I can't remember. Call me out. Father's I can't tell you that right now. I don't know. But it was played by Maz Mickelson. And there, there's this flashback. They're in, like, it looks like they're on Coruscant. And they're, it looks like they're drinking out of rocks glasses. So that's what I imagine they were drinking, some kind of, uh, some kind of whiskey, futuristic whiskey and Empiric, imperial drink nice man so yeah so so the, how does the raspberries and the cherries and the bitters all kind of come together As, i did forget about the bitters i did add i did have the spicy cherry bitters uh made by woodford so i had those together it's actually got a sweet tangy flavor but the rye whiskey brings out more of the tanginess too so it's a good i think it's a good balance although you don't want to go too hard on the raspberries because it'll make it too sweet too syrupy, also with the simple syrup. Don't add too much, or you're going to get too much sweet, and it's going to become a sweet drink. So, so I've never had that. I've never had that particular rye before. What, how's the like the spice level on that? It's good because I know rye t- tend to be spicier. It, it do. It's it's very well balanced. Uh, I don't get a, it doesn't overpower. Plus, it's like you could probably just drink it neat, and it'd be it'd be perfectly fine to drink neat as well too. Because a lot of people sleep on Old Forester, or they look at it and they say, "Oh, that's that." doesn't look that's a brand that say because anything you anytime you put old <laughs> on a, a whiskey people are like oh my grandfather drank that it's probably gasoline or garbage but it's not it's really good all grandpappies you know yeah grandpa oh yeah grandpappy again it's like the, the images that go with grandpappies are just like old guys drinking out of a jug with the, the triple x on it yeah but no it came together really well nice nice awesome all right and for me uh i like Akbar, Admiral Akbar. He's one of my favorite characters in the series. Uh, so I have, it's a trap Sazerac. <clears throat> All right. So, like your normal uh, Sazerac, it's going to be rye whiskey. I've got some uh, cherry bitters, sugar, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of, oh, I forgot the lemon peel. Son of a gun. Well, it's supposed to have a lemon peel. We forgot that part of it. Uh, but the, what makes it the trap is I wash the glass in a little bit of uh, absinthe first. So, kind of swish around the absinthe. Get that uh, okay. nice. Um, and when you say wash, not wash like in wash with water. You just wash the inside with the absinthe. They just swirl, swirl it around, around yeah. the inside. That's one. Exactly. That clear. Okay, so you've so wait, so you've got. Let, let me let's get this flavor profile wrapped in my head properly. So you've got like black licorice, star anise from the absinthe, and then what else? Rye whiskey for the spice. A uh, little bit of cherry okay. bitters for a little sweetness. A little sugar okay. for additional sweetness. 
and that's it. Well, and again, Dylan Peel, that didn't quite make it because mm. I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, okay. it's uh, I made this. So, you know, like any good person, I, I practiced that before I made it uh, for the show and I made it last mm. night. And it, it turned out really well. This one's, uh, it's, I like it. I've never really had many Sazeracs, so I wasn't really quite sure what to expect yeah, from it. Um, and then Absence uh, adds just a little, the anise adds a little, uh, like a trap, you know, it adds a little something, something to it. But uh, it's fun. I, I don't think I drink it often, but uh, yeah, you know, for, for Star Wars hmm. Day, I'll, I'll go for out and there for it. Like, what type of, do you remember the Absence, like the brand that you had? Not that there's too many brands of those. Oh, I couldn't even tell you, man. Uh, they sell. Yeah, Absence is so hard to find. Well, they they. Van, yeah, Van Van Gogh and what? Uh, yeah, it's it's Van Gogh. It's of. Van Gogh. You can pick okay. up a little three seventy five milliliter for like about eight or nine dollars. Um, that's a good price, actually. Yeah. Well, because I mean, like, how much are you ever going to use that, right? So, that was a thought process there. I don't, I don't know. It depends on if you're in your twenties or your thirties. <laughs> yeah, I'm not chasing green yeah. fairies, so. <laughs> Another call back to a '90s uh, thing. No, that was 2000. That's a Euro trip. 2000. Okay, yeah, yeah. Road trip. Euro, Euro trip. Yeah, trip. Yeah. Oh, and then for the rye whiskey, I'm using uh, another old. It's a old Hovertol. God dang. Overhold. Yep. Overhold rye. I've used that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Hundred proof though. So, so we we all had our Star Wars drinks. We're now going to transition into uh, my favorite part of the show, the beard section, because why not? We've had our glass of Star Wars juice, and now we're going to talk about some beards so in star wars there's a lot of great beards there's a lot of great facial hair it's never really brought up i've never had a conversation with someone you know that was a great beard they had in star wars um but so i asked the guys to, to sit there and think about their favorite star wars characters and their facial hair and then we'll talk a little bit about it all right so we got the uh the irish giant here we're going to be doing a transition with me and uh we've never done this before it's exciting all right we've now transitioned so uh, we're going to start here with uh gregory scott is going to be talking to us about his uh two favorite uh, facial hair. If you steal my two, I'm gonna be very angry. But I, I think well, it's gonna okay. happen. I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna throw my mine out real fast because I'm sure we're all gonna say that Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm sure we all picked. Yeah. Him. If he didn't, I have a backup. But I'm gonna. Did anybody else pick Obi Wan? He was gonna be one of my mentions, but I had a different well, thing about which Obi Wan, old Obi or young so. Obi. Both. That's if that's your one and two, you're a total dick. But <laughs> <laughs> mine was gonna be Clone Wars Obi. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's go back to Greg because it's Greg. It's 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 Gregory Scott's uh, thunder here now. So uh, all right, lead us here into we glory. Are leading into glory. So my twofer, uh, one Biggs Darklighter. He is a character, a really small character. He's in the very beginning of A New Hope, and he's at the end of A New Hope before they go attack the Death Star. And fortunately, he dies too early, as most Star Wars characters do. He's got this great '70s porn stash, just like this massive porn stash. And then, like, we, he's what, Red 5? Is that right? No, not Red Luke. Uh, he's Red 1. Red Leader, even, maybe? No, he's not Red Leader. I know that. Uh, that's uh, Legend Tilly's. Well, no, Red Leader. Red, are you talking about New, you're talking about New Hope? No, the Red Leader are, are the, the, was the dude, the dude, the, the, the last guy who died on the run who said, set up your attack run. And then he goes, he's, that was Red Leader. Okay. And then, and then Luke became Red Leader. Wedge was like the rookie, I think, of that. Besides Luke, because I don't know how Luke jumped up that fast. But. Because he didn't die. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, big dark letter, he does die. But uh, sweet stash. Great stash. And it's framed in like their helmet, you know, their, their awesome flight suit helmet. And he's got the eyepiece and then just like this giant mustache sticking out underneath it. So it's, it's pretty impressive, 70s. 
segueing into my other 70s. But it's the solo film, and it's Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian, because he's got this great Van Dyke. If you haven't seen the movie, it's totally worth the watch. It's I'm not going to say it's the best Star Wars or the worst Star Wars, because Phantom Menace, but it's a really decent flick uh, if you enjoy Star Wars. So, but it's a, heist, it's a heist movie. It is totally a heist movie. I'm okay with that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm almost fine with it too. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. Great Van Dyke. Uh, Donald Glover does a great Lando Calrissian, and yeah, seventies word. I'm out. Who's next? Well, I guess we'll go with. I guess I'll start up next with beards. You always think of Obi Wan Kenobi. He had the longest running beard in Star Wars franchise. I think I would want to say. I mean, you can't really think of any other character that substantially kept the beard, other than maybe Dooku. Yeah, it's uh, when you think about beards in Star Wars, you think about, well, I think about Obi-Wan Kenobi. He had the longest running beard in the uh, in the in the originals and the prequels. Mm-hmm. You always see to have a beard other than Phantom Menace, which you already mentioned. But uh, I'm picking the Clone Wars Obi-Wan just because he had that. It wasn't a mullet, but he had that kind of sweet. But he was basically Jesus. <laughs> he looked like Jesus Christ, the savior of Star Wars in that whole film. Uh. Especially with the robes, it was it just looked it was perfect. Which is why I share the meme sometimes on certain holidays of uh, if you don't know who this is, then you need to read up and figure out. He, he sacrificed everything for all of us. Yeah, I've seen that meme. So. It's it's hilarious. Like <laughs> people putting up pictures, and it's not. There's no offense meant here, but people putting yeah, up no pictures offense. of of Obi Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi, as as pictures of Jesus in their house, and it's it's kind of hilarious. And the resemblance is rather uncanny. It is uncanny. If you compare like uh, old like Renaissance paintings of Jesus to, to the stills from Clone Wars of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And there's a resemblance there. Yes, there is. <laughs> That's great. I like it. I like it. Did you want to go again, Peter? You, yeah, I didn't know if you were done or not. Sorry. Oh, wait. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, did, you, wait, did you already pick yours? I, I mean, I, I, don't think you did. I picked it, but I didn't say who it was. Okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead. So I don't It's... <laughs> He kind of gets no recognition for this, but I, I actually think Count Dooku is uh, is a good contender as far as second place. My number one would be, you know, Obi-Wan, of course, but unrecognized, I guess I would say, is Count Dooku because it's just, you know, it's it's neat, it's trim, but there's something about the way that it's it's groomed that you can just look at this dude and know he's just pure evil. Um, oh, I wouldn't say pure evil, but you uh, know he's not someone to mess around with. He, can, yeah, he commands a presence, you know, and that's Christopher Lee in general. Yeah, so I know, but you know, he got the, uh, I don't know, it's just he just trimmed back with you know the Lord of the Rings kind of look, and <laughs> right. I don't know to me it just it just looks like you look at the, you look at him and you see a dude you just don't want to screw around with, you know. And it's not like you know you see Obi Wan, it's like. Oh, okay, you know, he could be a nice guy. He, I don't really know about him or anything, blah, 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 blah. But you look at Dooku and you're like, yeah, I don't want to screw with this guy. And uh, that's just, that's just, you know, the thoughts that ran through my head. That makes sense. Yeah, I, he was a mention because he had, again, in all the movies he was in, he had, he always had a beard. He was never clean shaven. Right. Yeah, I don't think you actually see Chris really often clean shaven. Yeah, the, uh, just uh, Dracula, when he did Dracula, he was clean-shaven, and then he was uh, Scaramanga, the man with the golden gun. He was clean-shaven then, too. Those are the only times I can think of him without facial hair. Yeah, I'd forgot, I really had forgotten he was in a James Bond film. Yeah, he was Bond villain. Yeah. Total Bond villain. Golden gun. Wow, that's a yeah. throwback there. <laughs> I guess so the word of the day is throwback. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, I guess it would be. 
But uh, to piggyback on your choice with Donald Glover, so I thought of this, Empire Strikes Back, the original Lando Calrissian, he had a, he had a sweet oh, he had stash. A sweet stash. Yeah, it was. God, what, uh, Billy, uh, Billy D. Williams, there you go. I couldn't think of his name for a second. Billy yeah. D. Billy D. Yeah. <laughs> Colt, sweet Colt 45. <laughs> if you're not drinking Colt 45, what are you drinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did have a... Yeah, well, uh, does he have a mustache in the new one? Shoot, I do not recall. I think he does. I'm, I'm pretty sure he has the, the mustache in the because we again, it's out on Disney Plus. Yep, and on May the fourth today. Hey, yeah, May the fourth today. Exactly. The wife was watching the special features, and he's talking about coming back as the elder statesman of Star Wars, and he's got the he's got the facial hair still. So nice. He's still dope. Well, he's the only elder statesman who hasn't, you know, died in the show or literally died and in or. Life. A force ghost slash memory. Yeah. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. There's a, there's a ghost appearance of somebody. I'll just say that. Well, we saw a ghost appearance in the uh, episode eight as well. So surprisingly, Yoda doesn't have a beard. You'd think he'd be able to rock one, but uh, I guess not. But he never really has any hair. Even in the prequels, it's very... He's got a lot of hair non-existent. in ears, Does he? in the back of his head. He? Well, <laughs> you know. That's just happens when you get old yeah. with everybody. You get your hair. And yeah, well, 900 years, you you are. That's our obligatory uh, Yoda reference here. So yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for uh, talking about our favorite Star Wars beards. Uh, and now we're going to segue into beers. Remind me who picked this beer? Kind of me by default because my <laughs> my refrigerator selections were limited. Oh, okay, all right. So Irish Giant picked us a beer. It is. One company that I'm actually particularly fond of, Sierra Nevada, and then this particular beer is the Pale Ale. They're out in California, but they actually have one right, not right down the street, but it's out in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. It's a really awesome brewing facility and an awesome beer uh, brew pub. Anyone who's listening to the show, if you ever make it out to Asheville, they have A, excellent beers all through there, and it's really worth the effort to go out to the Sierra Nevada uh, location. Yeah, that's the one thing I regret because we went out there and I missed it. We missed it because there's only so much you can drink in a day. Uh, before you pass, <laughs> pass out, only or 24 hours in a day. Yeah, but yeah, we uh, yeah, I had to, I had to miss, I had to pass up on think New Belgium and Sierra Nevada because we just couldn't, just couldn't do it because we had all the smaller ones. But yeah, I love, love Sierra Nevada. So just another plug for Asheville. Uh, you're saying you only so many breweries you can go to. They have in the Asheville area 60 breweries. It's like Jeez. man, that is that is wow. a concentration of beer. It's the beer mecca on the East Coast. Yep. Yep. East of the Mississippi. <laughs> so tell us more about the beer, Peter. Oh, so it's a, uh, it's a pale ale. I think it comes in at uh, 5.5%. Uh, let me tell, oh, yeah, 5.6%. Um, 38 IBU. So for, for me personally, that's, that's probably about as, as high on the IBU scale as I would go anything else. And, and I personally wouldn't find it palatable. But it's, it's pretty light, kind of floral. It doesn't have a whole lot of maltiness or anything like that to it. It's just, you know, I don't want to say you're basic, but, you know, if you've ever had a pale ale, you, you know you know what to expect. Um, it is kind of medium high on, on the, the bitterness you get from the hops, but some people love that. If you like IPAs, you'll probably dig this. Um, if you're like me and you hate IPAs, you'll, you'll tolerate it and, you know, you'll like it the more you drink of it. But that's my... Uh, Very succinct. I like Very that. Succinct. That's, that's, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my takeaway from it. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna taste this here. Uh, this is actually really easy to find in most locations. They 
at least on the East Coast. I've never, never had a problem yes, finding it's, it. It's, you can find it at, at CVS, Walgreens, and all fine you know, drug retailers. <laughs> and all fine <laughs> drug retailers. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, I, I do like this beer, uh, the bottle itself, because they sell them in like, it's not quite a bomber. It's a, uh, eh, let me find the. It's like a stubby bottle almost. Yeah, well, mine, oh, mine like is a, actually quite large. Oh, really? Yeah. They, it's, well, oh, okay. Oh, Fine. It's, a, it's, a, it's a one pint. Right. Yeah. I didn't know we were comparing bottles, Greg. Uh, you know, <laughs> may the Schwartz be with you. Oh, wow. I see your Schwartz is a little bit bigger than mine. <laughs> This is Spaceballs reference. If you guys have ever seen Spaceballs, Mel Brooks, just you need to go see it. I mean, th- yeah. that that movie is so classic. It is the the quintessential rift upon Star Wars that yeah. every and person can, should see. Yeah, you can totally. It's so quotable. It's yeah, yeah. If you're the person who likes to quote movies, it is a quotable movie. Yes, and if you're not, you know, you know. but you know. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go back into our beard. Uh, yeah, again, it's a pale ale. It's gonna the IBUs uh, a little higher than some other like well. You know, Rolling Rock's a pale ale, which I found it interesting. Is. Yeah, and that's not what anything relatable to this. And, and again, it's not a craft beer at all. No. Uh, where this is not an independent craft brewery by the numbers, but it's still, you know, craft beer. Yeah, because I mean, Sierra Nevada's been around for a long time, and they and they've grown far enough to be where they can kind of just stretch out over the United States and not have to rely on. I mean, I'm sure they make deals with distributors, but they. They're not owned by Embed. They're not owned by Constellation or Miller Coors that I know of. So, so that they're, they're they can kind of decide their own destiny on where they want to go and what they want to do. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna taste this here and we'll talk about it here. That is a very serviceable pale ale. Mm, but I'm getting a lot of there's a lot of juicy kind of grapefruit a little bit. I'm getting on the nose. I'm getting some malt. A lot of malt on my taste, honestly. Yeah, some malt. Yeah. It's your palate. It's it's very light. Yeah, uh, it doesn't last. No lingering back uh, back taste there. I get like a little bit of pine uh, along with the citrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah I smell that. I can get a little pine on that. Yeah, I do like that. It doesn't linger. It's not real like in a, like a dip, a double IPA. It's like sometimes it's really overpowering. Just like it's like a and we're talking. It's apples and oranges here, <laughs> but this is really nice to drink. Uh, and you can go outside in the sun. You can work in the yard. And you can drink this, and you'll be fine. Mm. You don't. Yeah, unlike me, who do, who drinks like double IPAs. Yeah, uh, because uh, of reasons. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is good. This is a great beer just to have. Like, drink, like this is a good day drinking beer if you're into that. Laddie, where Jay Beaverton is from, this is soda pop. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is soda pop. <laughs> well, you know, in Russia until like 2011 or 12, beer was considered a soft drink. Still, it wasn't really? alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Literally, in communist Russia, Sierra Nevada drinks you. That's yeah, and I call back to Yakov Smirnoff, yeah. whose name is uh, coincidentally a vodka. There you are, coincidentally, I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, this is a really nice pale ale. I have nothing bad to say about it. I've drank many of these in the past, and I'm always happy. Uh, I like so when I make uh, like black and tan or uh, and a half and a half, and I've been called out on the terms before, but a a Guinness style beer, a stout mixed with a pale ale. This is what I usually go mm. for for my pale ale. And like, I've never really had a bad Sierra Nevada product that I can think of. Cause I mean, they come out with their variations. I mean, I love torpedo. Yeah. The torpedo, torpedo is their extra IPA, which still isn't a double. It's not really, I wouldn't call it a double. Really? I mean, it's, I don't know if I'd call it a double. It's extra, but it's not quite. Cause I mean, I've had, then again, I've had some high octane doubles cause they're brewers, independent brewers love to just, 
hit the hit the gas and throw a bunch of hops in there and make it like a oh this is like an 8.9 percent double ipa but yeah extra i don't think extra i think extra is like maybe seven six mm. some six point something or seven i think it's closer to eight to be honest it's, yeah. a, it's up there but sorry for me it's it also drinks like soda pop <laughs> if it's under 12 percent, it's soda pop yeah basically <laughs> but yeah that and they have a hazy ipa out that's out now which I like to hazy IPAs are on uh, on some what of a kick fad whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, I mean, you had your your brute IPAs or your brute beers for a little bit, then you have your hazies, and it's a it's a fad thing. I'm not a, I don't hate the hazies. I just don't get them. I guess mm. so. Well, they're for non. They're trying to draw in non IPA drinkers. Is basically what that is. I think. Yeah, like Irish Giant. Exactly. Well, anything else we want to say about the brewery, the the beer, flavor, anything? No, I'm pretty set. Yeah, again, it's pretty simple. Uh, easy drinking pale ale. Price point's yeah. usually, what, eight ninety nine. Somewhere about there. Yeah. Find, you can find it anywhere. You can find it. You can find it at Walmart. It's that big that you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Seven yep. yeah. Eleven. Well, they sell also at uh, okay. Ball. When, when things are open, they sell it at uh, stadiums as well. Home Depot. Right. Home Depot. <laughs> Lowe's. Hey. Hot dog right. carts. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. It's it's a good uh, it's a good out in the yard on a hot day working beer, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Which I don't do, so that's why I've been drinking that beer. Yeah, I know. You work, you work in your garage, though, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I see you doing things. Yeah. And stuff. Manly things, right? With stuff. Your beer. Oh, yeah. It's tool, tools. Other tools. Ah, you are a tool. Meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. These Benford brand tools. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna close it up here. Again, appreciate if you uh, listened to the show. We talked about beards of Star Wars. We had our Star Wars cocktails. We had cereal uh, Nevada Pale Ale for our brews. And again, we appreciate you always turning in, and listening to us. We are on Facebook at bbbpodcast.net. We also are on Twitter, which is at Bourbon Beards. Right. You mentioned Big Star Ladder before. Yep. And he he's actually featured in a tweet on our on our Twitter page. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Declaring who wants a mustache ride. Check us out on our Twitter page. Check us out on Facebook. Leave us likes, comments. We like to hear back from you, please. About anything, just random stuff. Sure. You want to tell us your favorite whiskey? You want to tell us your favorite beer? If there's something you're interested in us sampling and it's not crazy ridiculous, we'll try our best to do it. We're here for us mostly, but we're also here for you to listen to your commentary. So if you got something to say, it's it. In this uncertain time. Uncertain time. Uncertain place. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is Greg Scott on Cinco de Mayo Eve slash uh, happy Revenge of the Fifth. Revenge of the Fifth. Yep. Thank you. And with me, as always, I've got Jay Beaverton. Did you pass out, Peter? Oh, my bad. I just I, I just realized I muted that whole thing because I've been talking this whole time. I'm like, why are they? Really, you me? have, huh? My bad. Again, this is your host, Greg Scott. With me, as always, I've got... Jay Beaverton. And the Irish Giant. We are going to transition into the Silent B, which is the portion of the show where I think of a question I find fun and interesting. And then I don't tell anyone about it until the last point, and then we, we discuss it. Here we are. I have a love-hate relationship with Star Wars. It's not really Star Wars so much. Yeah, it's Star Wars in general. Lucas is a, a brilliant director. He's not a brilliant director. He's a brilliant idea, man. He comes up with these great characters and these great settings. 
and then he's also a no talent ass clown at the same time. <laughs> so Lucas and friends are great at creating villains. Like they have some really iconic. I mean, I'm Darth Vader in the 70s and 80s. That's like the most iconic character you could ever think of, even before Stars blew up again in the, the late 2000s. Uh, great villain. So George Lucas and crew have a really great knack for creating villains. They also have a really horrible track record of killing them off really quickly and never give us any kind of accessory backstory, any kind of accessory information about them as, as characters. We just see them on screen for mm, maybe five minutes if we're lucky, maybe 10, besides Darth Vader. Uh, and, then they, and then they move on to someone else. So here's the question. Who is your favorite Star Wars villain, excluding Darth Vader, please? Thank you. Why? And why would you like to see more of them in you know, some runoff, TV special, et cetera? I mean, more cartoons if you like. I don't, I love cartoons and I love the cartoon versions mm. of these, but I don't, it's hard. For Have you watched Rebels? Yeah. I, all the way through yet? No, I'm in the last season. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do like long form television series more than cartoons. So, because I think it kind of gives you more depth into it. So, maybe we'll stick with long form, either a movie or a show, or if you really want to do a cartoon, go for it. But again, who's your favorite villain uh, and why do you want to see more of them? That's a good question. Uh, two come to mind immediately. I'll leave off the obvious one from the first movie and I'll go with Orson Krennic because I really liked how he was portrayed by that actor who, after that blew up, he's in, he was in everything after that, after he was in Rogue One, because I'd never heard of him before that. I can't think of the actor's name, but I'd like to see, he's actually also mentioned, he's mentioned in Rebels, uh, but you never see him. I think he could, you could do a series, or at least incorporate him into an early, or a series before A New Hope, where you'd have him, again, he's, a, he's an Imperial director trying to build the Death Star, dealing with uh, the rebels trying to find out where he is because Saul Guerrero is on his butt trying to figure out what he's building, where he's building it, why he's building it. And uh, I'd like to see more. Yeah. Orson Krennic. Plus he had that cool cape. He had the, the awesome cool cape. shuttle and he had the best, he had the best troopers in the whole series. He had the death troopers. <laughs> you got all these other people. Vader didn't get these guys. You got, you got all these dudes in these white useless armor suits running around, running and hitting their heads on doors. And, but the Death Troopers never missed anybody. Death Troopers killed some people in Rogue One. So, uh, yeah, that's that would be my pick. Which is impressive for any Stormtrooper-esque, I guess, trooper in general statement, because they can't usually shoot yeah. for anything in all yeah, nine movies, plus ancillary plus things. they sounded, you couldn't, they had just these, just, just these really, uh, it's like, compu- almost, they're almost computerized, like, shrieking noises that they made when they spoke. So it was, they're kind of intimidating. So Darth Maul, I think, because I mean, doesn't really you don't get like a whole lot of a backstory, and he did have that badass lightsaber, and he killed Liam Neeson. So you know, anybody can kill Liam Neeson is pretty pretty badass to me. And I'm gathering you haven't watched Clone Wars or Rebels. I have not. Okay. Well, but cartoons again. I will say I don't. I don't hate on anyone who hasn't seen the cartoons because they're no. But are are the cartoons canon though? Yes. Technically, yes. But I'll go back to my very early statement in the earlier shows is like, if it's not on film, it's, you can't expect people to know it, you know, for, for can I disagree. Uh, really? I, disagree I mean, the matrix, it, have you seen all the canical films for the matrix that are most, yeah. pretty much all of them? Yeah. I, in fact, I went back and watched the scenes from the video game just to get more clues. Wow. Okay. I'm that, I'm a nerd, but I'm a, I'm a geek though. I love, if I, if I find something I love with media that's out there, I will consume it. Right. 
I think most fanboys are like that. I think they're going to find because Maul got a huge backstory in Clone Wars and Rebels. I know. They, they, I know. And I think that's why, but I think it goes to your original point is that people didn't see enough of Maul. He was just this silent assassin in, in Phantom Menace. So people clamored enough and they're like, Filoni and the rest of the writers, like, you, you know what? We're going to write him a backstory. We're going to give him his own separate story and, and hopefully people will be happy. But I do understand the point where if it's not in feature film, then it, it'll be hard for the, to reg, the regular viewer or the, the nonchalant kind of just partial yeah. fan to figure that out. That's what I say. I always consider myself more of a casual Star Wars fan. I'm, it's not like, you know, I'm a snuff. It was a question about Star Trek. I could go on for hours, but yes, we're familiar uh, with that. You know, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's more casual knowledge that I have compared to you guys. It makes sense. Yeah. Again, there are a lot of great. I mean, Star Wars is littered, unfortunately, with the corpses of great villains. I mean, you got Dooku. You've got Grievous, General Grievous, who's really amazing and like. You know, he's got a cool character story. I don't know what it is. I, again, I didn't see all the, the comics of it or the uh, animated series of it, but uh, he's like half man, half robot with a million lightsaber fixations. If you go on Reddit, there's a million pictures of Grievous like hunting down <laughs> lightsabers. It's uh, mm. quite hilarious with the prequel memes. Uh, I'm going to go with Grandma Tarkin. I, that was going to be, I knew, I had a feeling you were going to go with that. That's why I didn't say him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Peter Cushing, played by Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing, yep. He's he's just got the gravitas you need to be an excellent villain. Um, and you know he's done horrible things because the way uh, Leia Organa or uh, you know, Princess Leia reacts to him in A New Hope, you know, I could, you know, smell your foul stench, you know, as you walk down the corridor or whatever she says. You know he's a, he's a bad dude. And he he commands Darth Vader. Like he's, mm. like this is random dude who has no force powers, but he's got enough gravitas to be like, Vader, release him. Yeah. Tells, t- as you wish. Tell him the Lord of the Sith to do things. And that's that's some serious power there. So I wish, and, and it, we, we did see a little bit of him in uh, Rogue One. They did a little bit of yes. the animation of that. They got an actor to voice him and then kind of do the stand-in, but then they CGI'd him over the actor, yeah. which they did a good job. They, I, I, I couldn't, I could barely tell the difference. Yeah. And I believe he actually, he's in Rebels too, I think, briefly. He is. Yeah. He is in Rebels. He's also in Clone Wars. Okay. He's a captain. Is it? Okay. So I guess there is probably enough back lore or uh, backstory bit, for him, yeah. but it would be kind of cool to see. I would love them. And I know this is, sorry, it's a side rant and I apologize. It'd be really, oh, really cool to see some like villains have their own long form series, twelve episodes on Disney Plus or whatever. Because you know, yeah, that'd be that'd be uh, for the adults in the room. That'd be pretty cool. As long as at the end of the day, we all can agree, you know, to do a one eighty here that that the worst character of all time was Jar Jar Binks. And I am, I will go on the limb. I'm sad that Jar Jar Binks did not turn out to be the most evil Star Wars villain ever. Because that was my great hope. Like he was just like the the Sith master, masterminding everything and playing all the puppeteer. You know, being the puppeteer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have pissed me off. It's better than what he was—a random, silly character yeah. for children to entertain them. Yeah, but you know, he, didn't he make it to the Imperial Senate though? Yes. Okay. I think I think he did. He, he's the one who introduced the Senate or made it so that <laughs> Senator Palpatine could become. Uh, Chancellor Palpatine team and he gave him emergency powers. Power. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. Uh, I've I've also also wondered um, who else the uh, the great Sarlacc has devoured over the years. I've also wondered who's been pushed into that. You know, that's another villain. Boba Fett didn't get a shot. Yeah, the anus in the ground, uh, and that's also something I've wondered who 
else he's eaten. I, but, uh, I don't really consider Boba Fett to be a villain. I mean, he's not a good, really? he's not a good guy. He's a, yeah, anti-hero, double up on the anti. I wouldn't call him a hero, even the anti-hero. He just, he's a, he's just, he's just a random mercenary. Well, we don't, but we don't know that. I mean, he, he could have a lot of depth of character that we'd ever get to see, you know? Mm, yeah, I mean, I mean, he was kind of, because I mean, his, 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 saw his dad get his head cut off by a Jedi, so he hates Jedi. And all that's good stuff. So, oh, all right. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna say he's a villain. I mean, he's definitely not the good guy. So, I mean, uh, yeah, Boba Fett's not actually a bad guy or a good guy. I mean, if you've seen the Disney Plus series Mandalorian, I mean, he's not a good guy. He's definitely anti-hero. He's a story they want to tell about Boba Fett, but I guess don't have the license from Lucas. I'm not sure why they actually didn't go with the Boba Fett series. To be honest. Yeah, it's good. I thought there was I thought there was a movie in development. I heard rumors, but then it fell apart. So I don't I don't know Disney's kind of repositioning everything because I don't know because the movies I don't know if the, the movies didn't get as much as they wanted them to get well the ancillaries yeah the the yeah. well Rogue One did really well uh Solo well, Solo didn't yeah it, it it didn't make as much money as they wanted which is different Disney just probably they didn't make the hundreds of billions of dollars so mm. red headed stepchild to the series yeah I think that's going to do it for us. Again, uh, yeah, I had a good time. Thanks for uh, listening to everyone. And thanks for uh, my co-host for being with us here. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. I had days. fun. Because we can talk about Star Wars for like hours. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we do them on mean basis. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Peace out. See you.